0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Faith to Go podcast, your one-stop shop for everything you need to have faith discussions throughout your week with your friends and with your family. My name is David Tremaine, and I'm the Director of Outreach and Faith Formation at St. Paul's Cathedral in San Diego.
1: And I'm Maya Little-Sanya, and I'm the Youth Minister here.
2: And I'm Jackie Pippin, and I'm the Digital Resource Curator.
0: Jackie, what's the update from Japan?
2: Well, let me tell you about my garden. Okay. We have a very small balcony. It's so small that you can't put a chair out there and not have your knees hit the end of the balcony. Uh But it's perfect for my plants. Uh And my jalapeno plant is about the size of a small tree. And it has its first three baby jalapenos growing on it right now. Wow.
0: I have a tiny grape tomato growing (gasps) on my tomato plant. In my front yard. Did
1: you feed it oh fish fertilizer? Goodness. I didn't yeah, feed did it any feed fertilizer. It? Throw that Thursday.
0: Just water and sunlight. Good
1: and old drink. fashioned American sunlight. Yeah.
2: Yeah, look at you over there.
0: Thanks. Uh, well that's so exciting with the plants. Yes. I new know. life. Yeah. Well, here we are in proper five. Uh, the week of june tenth, and we're moving further into the summer and into ordinary time. And so just like every week the faith to go resources are based on the gospel reading. Uh, you can find all those resources at www.stpaulcathedral.org slash faith go where you can sign up for our weekly email and get all the resources in one easy email form to use throughout the week on your mobile device, wherever you go. Um, so Maya is going to read the gospel for this Sunday, and then we're going to each highlight something from the gospel that we hope you take into your conversations
1: Okay so this is Mark three twenty through thirty five Then he went home, and the crowd came together again so that they could not even eat. When his family heard it, they went out to restrain him, for people were saying he has gone out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, "He has Bezebel, and by the ruler of the demons he casts out demons." and he called to them and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but his end has come. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his property without first tying up the strong man. Then indeed the house can be plundered. Truly I tell you, people will be forgiven for their sins in whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit can never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they had said, He has an unclean spirit. Then his mother and his brothers came, and standing outside, they sent to him and called him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers and sisters are outside, asking for you. And he replied, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother.
0: Thanks, Maya. Yeah. All right, so a lot happening there in that gospel. So that's from Mark chapter 3. So it's pretty close to the story we read last week, which was from the end of 2 and beginning of 3. So we're kind of working our way through Mark a little bit in these last couple weeks. Uh, a lot going on in the gospel. There's talk about Satan. There's talk about the Holy Spirit. They're talking about Jesus' family. Um, so we're going to try to expand on each one of those things. So I think Maya is going to go first. So Maya, what do you yeah. want to talk about?
1: Cool. So I want to talk about this whole parable with the strong man being bound and his property being plundered and what does that mean in the context of the story or at least what's our take on it. So we have our preconceived, or not preconceived, I mean, given to us notions about um, what Satan is and and what the devil is, and you know, it's, when you first think of it, um, it's like, you know, it's kind of like a cartoon, but it's, it's this guy with horns, and I mean, if you look up a Halloween costume of the devil, it's not what Jesus says it is. I mean, I, when we read about Satan in the Bible, it's never some anthropomorphic, Thing, um, just doing bad things just because he wants to um, it's rather, you know, when we see Jesus in the desert, when we see it's just anything that really holds us back um, or holds Jesus back from our true identity and makes us question things like mm-hmm. who who am I what am I doing, what, what do I belong to um, what yeah, what do I belong to, who do I belong to mm-hmm. um, and you know, just try to cast fear and doubt into you and what you're doing isn't mm-hmm. what you're supposed to be doing.
0: Yeah, like part of the <clears throat> the thing I think about is like instead of the devil or Satan being this thing that is moving around or even this like thing outside of us that comes in and, and harasses us, it's like part of our created humanity, it's that part of us that, makes us question who we are and our identity in God. So if you think about all the times like you were saying in scripture where this this what you might call Satan or this evil or this thing comes yeah. yeah comes into the picture is think about like in the Hebrew scriptures it's like the snake in the garden. It's uh the Satan or which in Hebrew is Satan, but in its translation is the accuser in the book of Job. It's like in those contexts, it's like these things that are, the, they question, they're like doing all this questioning of who you are, what is right, and who you are in relation to God.
1: And how God is working in you, and if he's working in you.
0: Exactly. And then in the New Testament, it's it shows up most clearly... Uh, in those stories of Jesus going out into the wilderness and being tempted by Satan, but all those questions that Satan asks in those in those stories from Matthew and Luke are 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 making Jesus are trying to make Jesus question his identity as the Son of God, and and, and so what it's, he's
1: supposed to do and what he's called to do if he does have this identity, what is he supposed to do with it?
0: Exactly, exactly. So it's all about it's that part of to me. It's not this creature that's out there lurking in the shadows. It's this like part, this created part of myself that is this inherent thing where, that is the voice in me that makes me question who I am, what I'm doing, if what I'm doing is the right thing. Makes me question my identity in God. And think of that other like huge example from the from the Gospels. The other time we see the word Satan used by Jesus is when he tells Peter, "Get behind me, Satan." Because Peter is questioning what Jesus has just told them is his path to the cross and to resurrection. You right, know? Right. And so it's it really is there's all these pointers that it's something more than just this evil thing, this evil guy with horns. It's like much more nuanced and texture than that. There's there's something about all of us that has that something in us that makes us question who we are and, and what we're doing and where we're going.
1: Um So with the parable, I feel like the property, I mean, it's property. It's like, what is yours? What is mine? Um, And I think the strong with us, like, if we first want to put ourselves into the perspective of the strong man being blinded by um, our own negative, I don't know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) self-restraining thoughts, um, the property, I feel like, is things that belong to God. Like, part of it that, that God says, you know, this is... These things are good. These yeah. are these are God's things. I don't know. Mm-hmm. that This is how God is working in your life, and, mm-hmm. and he can take ownership for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, I don't know, force or whatever, will try to take that back and say, no, these are mine. These are darknesses. These don't belong here. Mm-hmm. These don't belong to you. They don't belong to God.
0: Yeah. They belong to me. And so in the binding, then, it's like all of those... All that, all each of those like questions about who you are and making me questioning my identity and who I am in God and what I'm called to do, those each are like a rope that I'm wrapping around myself and right, but and being bound by instead of being able to appreciate and and take ownership over all of these different parts of who I am that are created parts of me created by God, yeah, yeah, and then if I and that. If those, at some point, I know that in my life, I've let those, there have been times when I've really let those voices take over and that questioning of myself take over and I just get paralyzed and I lose sight of all this goodness that is part of my, part of who I am. And it really feels Mm. like it does get taken away from me, like gets plundered.
1: Yeah. And I, and you just watch it go by. It's like there's a helplessness tied to it that with restraining, it's like. Mm-hmm. you can't get out of it when yeah. you really can. I mean, the strong man's a strong man. You could probably get out of it if yeah. you ever felt, felt ever so inclined, right. but it's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If I bind myself up by saying, you know, I'm worthless or assuming identities that mm-hmm. are other than what our true identity is as God's children. If we say, you know, I'm evil or bad or whatever. And we somehow bind ourselves and assume these, this identity because there's like, there's, there's a surrender There's a he- mm-hmm. that we put upon ourselves, the helplessness. That Yeah, I guess that's what I am.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and then you lose yeah. sight of all that goodness, all that good things. So that makes me think of the thing that kind of leads into what I wanted to talk about, because the part is that I want to highlight is right after that, uh, Jesus talking about the Holy Spirit and blaspheming against the Holy Spirit, because it kind of is the same idea as we were just saying with Uh, binding the strong man, which makes sense because it's Jesus is, you know, expanding on that metaphor here. He says, truly, I tell you, people will be forgiven for their sins and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit can never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they had said he has an unclean spirit. And so it's in response to people telling Jesus that his spirit is unclean in the same way that we were just talking about us telling ourselves that our spirit is unclean or there's something not good enough in us or that our identity isn't the identity that we have in God. Um, and so there's these two words that are really important because um, I, I, I hesitate to, to think that there is something that I can do, there is something I can do that God will not love me for after I have done it or forgive me for.
1: Well, like, forgiveness I think of when we were talking about in the other scriptures with, like, retaining Mm -hmm. um, sins. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think with forgiveness it's, like, you will never be free. Mm -hmm. You will never be unbound. unbound. You will never be not held down by this sin unless you are unbound by
0: it you right. know and so and so there's this so there's these two words working here there's blaspheme and there's sin and this word sin often kind of now in our vernacular takes on this feeling of just a, a bad thing that's on the list of other bad things that you're not supposed to do right that god doesn't mm-hmm. like
1: i'll put you on the naughty list
0: yeah um but the word comes from a verb in which in greek is hamartano which was a in antiquity in older greek it was used as an archery term and it meant to miss the mark and so it's like you're aiming at something and you just like something just makes you go a little bit to the left or the right or up or down you miss what you were aiming at and it's this this thing of like having a good intention even but missing it and when we miss the mark uh it 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 leads to some sort of pain in terms of Missing this thing we're trying at, and so blaspheming is a, means like naming something as bad or evil that isn't. So anytime, so I so for for us to be eternally missing the mark if we call our own clean spirit, our own Holy Spirit dwelling in, in us as evil, is going to lead to a lifetime of of that pain because we are eternally missing it if we are always naming ourselves as not Mm. beloved of god as not clean as not pure as not you know children of this transcendent loving force and creative force of the universe uh, that is this infinite love that is god so i instead of thinking about it like oh there's a thing that i can do that god will never forgive me for it's like there is a thing that I can do, which is naming my own goodness and belovedness as evil that will make me forever feel separated from God and feel that pain of missing the mark uh, when, I name, when I blaspheme against the Holy Spirit, which in this context to me means I'm calling myself evil when, I, when there is nothing in me that is. Right, you know,
1: even a little bit, like anything except for saying I am entirely whole, I am entirely clean, and I am entirely free,
0: mm-hmm. and loved by God,
1: and loved by God, then I'll be exactly I'll just be weighed down by it. I'll yeah. be restrained in everything I do. Mm-hmm. I for, will kind forever. of like right, and I'll be passive to it. I'll just yeah. be like, yeah, that's what I am because that's what I say yeah. that I am.
0: And if that word forgiveness is about being unbound and let go. Like, we are never going to un- be unbound or let go to be free to move about this goodness of ourselves if we're always rebinding ourselves with that negative self-talk.
1: And I'm trusting this negative self-talk more than what God says.
0: Yeah, more than the Holy Spirit.
1: I'm tr- Yeah, exactly. Because so the in- Holy
0: Spirit is that voice in us always rem- helping us, making us remember that we are in total union with God all the time. Right. And so We're that missing the mark is
1: choosing to listen to or putting more, greater value into mm-hmm. our own or whatever, like that Satan's voice, putting greater value into that and greater weight and revering it more than the true voice mm-hmm. that is saying, "No, that's, like forget that. That's not true. Yeah. You are whole. You are clean. You are yeah. loved."
0: Right.
2: Well, and and I think that relates to my point, which is about the family, because just like we should be trusting what the Holy Spirit says within us. You know, part of that is also that we feel called to trust our families. Uh-huh. Um, and and here in the, in the first verse, we have um, them trying to control Jesus because everyone's been saying that he's out of his mind and his family is saying that he... Uh-huh out of his mind yeah. and in in some ways you know this is a terrifying part of the passage because we have both like very influential religious leaders and the scribes um and then we have Jesus's family and both these groups of people like the highly educated and then his very family don't yet understand who Jesus is yeah And, and in some ways that's, that's just really sad. Mm -hmm. But I also think that that just speaks to the humanity of people. Yeah. Um, Like it is, it is hard for us to grasp the amazingness that is Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that's hard for us in our modern day, but it was also really hard for them Mm -hmm. then.
0: And it's so hard. It's clearly hard for them to see how the Holy Spirit is moving in his life cuz we've right. just been talking like you said we've been talking about discerning and naming how the holy spirit is moving in our life and not naming that as evil and and this and that part of the story brings it out from outside of us to be how can we see this holy spirit moving in not only in me but in the people around me and specifically in my family were the people that are closest to me and not name that as evil you know, not go right. out to try to restrain them as much as I don't want to restrain myself. Right. Yeah.
2: And then also, you know, how are we supposed to work as a family to promote God's will and to believe in mercy and love and justice? And how, how do we embody that as a family unit?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Um. And I, and I think that that's sometimes intimidating. And sometimes inti- my family wasn't always the most religious. Mm-hmm. And so largely... You know, my family that believed in mercy and love and justice was my church family. Mm -hmm. But so also, how do we view our different family systems that we have? Right. You know, we very much have our home family and those listening at home that are involving these faith discussions you know are very much already taking those steps to incorporate God into their family lives Mm -hmm. but when we don't find those at home like where do we find that that family that we can talk about our relationship with God and our faith
0: Yeah, and find the people that can see and support how the Holy Spirit is moving in my life and will like work with me in whatever that is to support me in that movement forward Right. right because as much as the, the thing I love about family systems theory is that num, even if you cut off a relationship, you're still in relationship with someone like you there's no such thing as exiting a family. You can be estranged you can have you can, never have, to you them can have cut off right. but you're still in relationship to that person. It's you're just engaging like
1: engaging with everything that you've ever learned from them and everything exactly. they have ever said.
0: Right so and as much as we may want to like leave our family systems, we can't. We can't. And so right. it's always an invitation. Our, that, that family system that we're born into is always an invitation to re-engage with sometimes really uncomfortable or anxious systems and people. Um, but there's always like this depth that we can only get to in, relation, in relationship with that family uh, system. At the same time, we're invited into other family systems, which we get to choose which are the ones that we, that the relationships that really resonate with us and the systems within which we feel supported in our spiritual journey and we feel seen and we feel heard and we feel the people, we feel like we're in relationship with people who help us recognize how the Holy Spirit is moving in our lives. And love it. Yeah. And
1: love
0: us. And love us for it, yeah. Yeah. So there's some, there, yeah, there's so many dynamics with families, but there's so many invitations also. Right, and yeah. And as much as it can be the hardest relationships, it can be the most, like, deeply transformational and life-giving when we're really intentional about them and in being in a relationship with, with people in our families. Okay, so it sounds like we got three things then. Hey, we did it. We did it. <laughs> so the first thing uh, was what Maya said uh, about this binding that we do to ourselves um, when we uh, have that self-talk, which we've called, which which we think is the pointer that Jesus is, is pointing to when he uses the word Satan or when the word Satan is used in the Bible that thing that's inside of us making us question who we are, what we're doing, where we're going, and where, who we are in relationship to God. Uh, the second thing was about the Holy Spirit and, and kind of taking that first point and bringing it to what does it look like to, to eternally miss the mark in terms of our lifelong journey of naming where the Holy Spirit is moving and naming it as holy and ourselves as holy and not as evil or dirty or unclean. And then the third thing is about family and about both the, the, both, all this different family systems that we find ourselves in. First, the one that we were born into, which offers its own invitations to transformation. And then the one that we choose uh, in terms of people who we decide to be in relationship that help us to be more ourselves and to see ourselves. And both systems really help us come at who our, what our identity is from from different directions. So having all those things in mind, uh, Maya is going to read the gospel one more time. See <laughs> if you hear anything new after have, hearing that conversation.
1: Then he went home, and the crowd came together again so that they could not even eat. When his family heard it, they went out to restrain him, for people were saying, He has gone out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, he has Beelzebul, and by the ruler of the demons he casts out demons. And he called to them, and spoke out to them, and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan cast out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand. But his end is to, has come. For no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his property without first tying up the strong man. Then indeed the house can be plundered. Truly I tell you, people will be forgiven for their sins and whatever blasphemies they utter, but whoever blasphemes against the holy spirit can never have forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin. For they have said, for they had said, he has an unclean spirit. Then his mother and his brothers came, and standing outside they sent to him and called him. The crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brothers and sisters are outside, asking for you. And he replied, Who are my mother and my brothers? And looking at those who sat around him, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother.
0: All right. Thanks, Maya. Yeah. All right. So that's our show for this week. Uh, We hope you take those... Uh, points into your conversations uh, with your friends and with your family as you use the Faith to Go resources throughout the week, which you can find at wwwstpaulcathedralorg Faith to Go. And you can also sign up for our weekly email and get all the resources that way. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Faith to Go and make sure to rate and review the podcast on iTunes so that other people can find it. And make sure to tell all your friends about Faith to Go. Nice and send team. and forward the email to them because there's a sign up at the bottom of every email.
1: I'll love that.
0: Thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll be back in your podcast feed next Sunday, June 17th. Bye, Bye everyone.
2: Bye.